Hello and welcome to Fuzzy Concepts. We're back after a bit of a break. Yeah. Uh, Adam McCarthy here, and of course being joined by Steve Brockhausen. Indeed. Traditional co-host, and we have Phil, who's uh, he's pretty much a mainstay now at this stage. He is. He is. He's, he's, he's been on the I know, yeah. I know, yeah. And he's been he's been around the show for a few years, so. Plus, he does all the production. Yeah, work. exactly. Yeah. And he does, yeah. To be fair to him, so you know, it's good to highlight uh, highlight his talents. Yeah. Um. I suppose we'll. I suppose we'll have another few weeks now of podcasts, and uh, we might get a few different guests in. Yeah. Trying to find a few people. A few people out there. Um, yeah, sure. Find some. Yeah. But um, our, our our subject for tonight is uh, generally flying. So yeah. airlines, things like yeah. that. Steve, you're not a big fan of flying. Oh, I really, really don't like flying. <laughs> not a fan of it at all. It uh, it does terrify me. I probably Did that come from like an incident. Possibly, like, possibly. Dennis Burkamp or I mean, I, possibly. Or... I first, yeah, I think my first flight was when I was about two months old, and yeah. I've pretty much been flying ever since all around the world. Mm-hmm. Still don't like it. I can vaguely remember and when I was young, and it must still be with me, flying through a bad thunderstorm on the way to somewhere in Europe. And uh, yeah, a lot of people freaking out in the plane of that. And I must have been very young, um, maybe four, five, that six must years old. Yeah. Was, it me and you, was it me and you, Steve, were on that very, very bad landing from Manchester? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think they asked one of the passengers to land that plane. <laughs> It really bounced tar- off the floor, like it yeah. really bounced. Someone would have tried to land the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. But to be fair, because like I know Steve, you you've been in one of those tiny propeller planes. Oh yeah, I mean I've been in ones where like there's like a curtain between you and the cockpit rather than a door. Yeah. Where you know you you're looking out and you can nearly see in people's cars you're so low to the ground while you're flying, <laughs> <laughs> but. It's madness, but I will say one incident a few years ago. Um, airlines are generally very, very good if you're nervous of flying, and I do always tell them um, because they, they do tend to look after you and check in on you. But a few years back, I was getting a late flight back from Toronto to Dublin, and um, I won't say which airline this because the pilot will probably be fired. <laughs> but um, I'd said it to one of the, the air stewards, I think they're now called. Yeah. And uh, they went up and they, they said something to the cockpit uh, and the uh, the captain actually came back to talk to me mm. before oh, really? the plane took off. Yeah. And he asked that I want to come up and have a look, which they're not allowed to do anymore as far as I know. That's why I don't want to say which was, whatever. <laughs> and two pilots there and they actually offered if I wanted to fly with them in the cockpit for the flight. <laughs> Did you? In the, uh, the jump seat in the middle. Did you do it? No, no. I was with Claire at the time and I wasn't going to just say, see, oh, yeah. I'm That'd off the cockpit for the next Yeah, I know. It would have been cool if I was by myself I did on it, but I yeah, wasn't by myself yeah. on the plane. So, But it was nice of them yeah. to do that, but I'm too highly illegal. <laughs> You're massively illegal, I imagine, right? <laughs> yeah. Unless they thought you were the air marshal. They could have been. They could have thought that, right? Maybe code is, I'm afraid of flying is the code for letting you know that there's an air marshal on board. That could be it, that could be it. Which could yeah, be But again, no. like just going on travelling, me and Steve are always pulled by security when we go through 
every Always. single time. Every single time. Always. I was pulled once at Latrobe International Airport. It can't even be considered an international airport. How can that be an international airport? I, I, I don't think it is. I think it's just a regional airport. And there was five of us getting on a plane, one of those small propeller planes. And they were like, oh, we're going to have to pull you aside for extra security. I was like, there's five of us getting on the plane. <laughs> it's like a 20 minute flight to Pittsburgh. Really? Like, yeah, that, yeah. that would be some low terrorist act. <laughs> Killing like four people and the pilot. It's a 45 minute drive. It'd be the worst way if to like, smuggle like, something to Pittsburgh. <laughs> If you flew that into a skyscraper, it wouldn't even hurt the skyscraper, I'd say. No. You just slip, slip down the side. Yeah, like a 20-minute flight or a 45-minute drive. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. I know. But yeah, that's because, yeah, airport security for you. So um, we'll go for some news. Mm. Excellent. So only have a small bit of news. There's nothing major happening, really, to be honest. There's nothing major happening in the world. The odd coup here and there. Yeah, just the old, the old odd coup. <laughs> but if we went into a, a coup, if we went into coups every episode, we we would never get never get it done. Maybe that's a future episode for you to watch out for coups. Yeah, we will definitely do that. I think. Yeah, coups and failed coups. And as part of it, we we try and get involved in one. Yeah, <laughs> as a feature. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we'll go with the news. Yeah, uh, a senior Russian traffic officer accused of leading a criminal gang has been arrested on suspicion of accepting bribes. Mm. Police Colonel Alexei Safanov and six other people were arrested by Russia's investigative committee in the southern region of Stavropol. The officials, as part of the investigation, released footage of Safanov's mansion. So he's a traffic officer, but he had a mansion with its lavish rooms, extravagant decorations, a billiards hall, and even a yeah. golden toy. <laughs> mm, yeah, not, not suspicious about that. Pay as well. No. <laughs> He's believed to have led a criminal gang which issues permits to grain cargo transporters in exchange for bribes. The permits allow the transporters to ignore regional laws even when crossing police checkpoints. The investigative uh, committee of Russia, which is roughly equivalent to the FBI, said the group received bribes worth 19 million rubles, which is about 180,000. Um, yeah. Among the gang members arrested were former senior traffic officer, a traffic inspector and four civilians. Oh. So if you ever see the local traffic cop in his house thing, <laughs> in his snooker room, yeah, sitting on his golden toilet, <laughs> that's what gave away. It's, uh, it's probably something to look out for. Yeah, taking bribes. That's not like the Russians taking lovely, but he's like, I know, yeah, <laughs> he's hardly the only one. <laughs> if he just paid off the investigative uh, uh, count or the investigative uh, commission. He probably would have yeah. got away with it. That's the problem. He'd bribe the wrong people. Yeah. We go on to the next story, and, um, an interesting story from uh, uh, a corner of the world that uh, Steve, Steve would know very well. It's a group of high school students in Massachusetts had to ride on a party bus complete with a stripper pole and neon lights during a recent field trip. And experience their teacher said highlights problems with the education system. Jim Ayers, 11th grade advanced placement language and composition teacher at the Brook Charter School in Boston, said in this his since deleted tweet that the original charter bus had fallen through. He said, it's a funny story, but there actually is a real bus shortage and it speaks to major flaws in our education system. I'd say the students loved it. I'd say they did. Yeah, definitely. 100% they loved it. 
But I, I do well, have I do have some concerns about that bus. Yeah. They hardly allow uh, allow people or strippers to use the stripper pole while the bus is moving. <laughs> yeah. Never know. Yeah. Very dangerous. <laughs> You'd think so. If you go around a corner too quickly, and all of a sudden the strippers on like break your neck. Yeah. True. True. Very true. Maybe that's the whole point. That's the whole point. Just trying to get a suit job, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong. I can't see anything wrong with a group of uh, 16 and 17 year old teenage boys and girls together on a party bus. Mm-hmm. I can't see anything that could possibly go wrong. No, nothing go wrong. Nope. I remember um, in, I was in Montreal and there apparently on one of the bus routes, there was a certain driver on a Friday night and a Saturday night. If he picked you up, up on like his regular route and you were going yeah. in to have party poppers and decorations up in the bus mm-hmm. and encourage everyone to start dancing which again I, I think probably broke a lot of safety rules but again that was that was pre that was pre 9-11 so health and safety wasn't as uh, stringent mm. yeah that's true yeah ruining our fun dancing on buses yeah, I know <laughs> <laughs> or like in our case Steve where the uh, Graham and Johnny fighting on buses while we were going down the motorway <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not dangerous about that. <laughs> that was a small little bus journey we took to a concert. Yeah. I think we were half the audience were on that bus. <laughs> Probably there's about 10 uh, of us. I never uh, knew Glassjaw had that many fans in Cork. <laughs> yeah. There was about 10 or 12 of us on that bus. Was there were seven or eight or something? Only about 20, and there was only about 20 at the gig. I know. <laughs> Including that guy in the wheelchair with his minder who loved it, I'd say. Oh, the minder, yeah, was having a great time. <laughs> to be fair, the guy in the wheelchair was loving it. If there was enough yeah. in the audience, we could have lifted him up, but there wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that was probably there wasn't enough of us to get him in the air. No. We'd have passed him back once and he'd have fallen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll move on to a bit of finance news. Oh, yes. So, lads, what if I told you that there was a hamster mm-hmm. who's been trading cryptocurrency since June and his record so far is better than Warren Buffett and the oh, standard yes. of 4500? Amazing. So, sounds like that's where my wages are going this month. <laughs> so meet Mr. Gox, G-O-X-X, a hamster who works out, uh, uh, works out of what is possibly the most high-tech hamster cage in existence. It's designed so that when Mr. Gox runs on the hamster wheel, he can select among dozens of cryptocurrencies. Then oh, deciding yes. between two tunnels, he chooses yeah. whether to buy or sell. According to the Twitch account for the hamster, his decision is sent over to a real his decision is sent over to a real trading platform. And yes, real money is involved. <laughs> yes. Ah, that's amazing. What we can tell you in his, in his portfolio. His portfolio yeah. is up nearly 20% since he started trading in June, according it's to the not, Twitter account. It's not bad. Not bad. Not yeah, bad so at all. 20% in three months. So as of September 12th, so I'm not sure how he done the last couple of weeks. Yeah. 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 So, so as of yeah. September 12th, which is a couple of weeks ago, Mr. Gox was performing better than Bitcoin, mm-hmm. the NASDAQ 100, Aaron <laughs> Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, and the S&P 500. Everyone well, Mr. Gox's it. methodology... What? Everyone should get on it quick. Yeah. Well, Mr. Gox's methodology is random at best. It does remind us where people get their financial advice from is certainly changing. We've seen people getting uh, tips from TikTok and from two kids in Baltimore. And in recent years, there have been more stock picking Wall Street for, uh, on Wall Street from bots. 
there you go. NPR even had a, uh, had built its own bot in 2017 that invested money based off President Trump's tweets. There you go. So Twitch, you I go. think, Mr. Gox on Twitch. Uh, you can go That's on there it. and um, invest all your money. I'd say invest all your money. There's no risk. No, no risk. risk. No risk. The stock market, as far as I remember. Legally, legally, I have to say that there's zero risk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's definitely no risk in trading in stocks. No, you're guaranteed your money. Yeah, yeah, that, that's how it works. That's what we always say here. Here in Fuzzy Concepts, where you can invest yeah. in Concept Coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is coming out next month. It's coming out next month, and it, it's guaranteed never to never to fall in price. <laughs> yeah. That's an Adam yeah. McCarthy guarantee. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, of course, well known for my financial decisions. That's it. That's it. We'll um, we'll uh, we'll be doing a deal with the hamster to push us for it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's the news I have. That's it, that's it. Nice world, the economy is in a great state, so when, when Reddit is deciding the stock market and hamsters are running cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, it's not as if we're heading for a massive crash or anything like that. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Not like Britain where they're queuing up, they're queuing up five hours for petrol again. Yeah, yeah. All they need, someone was saying the other day, all they need is a couple of mines to close down now. In Britain. I know, yeah. yeah. Perfect, like back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Down to a three-day week again, which I actually wouldn't mind. Three-day yeah. week would be great. Yeah. None of this extra bank holiday once a year nonsense. Bank holidays oh. are boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Only be a bank holiday in like November or something. Yeah. Who wants a day off in November? What are you gonna do? Exactly. Sit down and look at the window outside the rain. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we we'll move on to uh, the air carrier. Will I start with the with the list of air carriers banned in Europe? Oh yeah, because that that's kind of a big deal, isn't it? If they're banned in Europe, it's probably because they're not that safe to fly on. Yeah, they're massively unsafe. Sometimes they're political, but most of the time yeah. it's because they're not looking after their planes properly. So. Basically, I have a main list here, and it's a list of uh, countries where their uh, their air uh, their air industry is so bad that all of their airlines are banned. From oh yeah. So th so if you want to go on, on holiday somewhere next year, this is probably yeah. take down a list. If you're yes. like a big adventurer. <laughs> yeah. Fifty fifty odds making it. Yeah, exactly. So here we go. We'll start off anyway. So obviously Afghanistan. Yeah, all airlines are banned there. Very safe. It's super yeah. safe there. Um, yeah. Angola. Uh -huh. Except for their tag Angola Airlines. And it's only certain planes of theirs. I think they have one plane that's allowed to enter the EU. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> run by the president's private jet <laughs> <Yeah>. or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Armenia. Oh, no. Again, there was a war there recently, so I imagine that that was probably... It's related to, help. you might be shot down out of the sky. Yeah. Uh, Belarus, which is more political, considering yeah. that they diverted that Ryanair flight. Yeah, I think as long as you're not a journalist who hates Belarus, you'll probably be all right, though. Exactly. They'll welcome you otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and then we get into uh, some of probably the more traditional uh, countries that will be banned. So the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Oh, no. And also the Republic of the Congo. Yeah, they don't want to play favourites. Yeah. Did you Either that now or the EU just can't tell the two countries apart. 
Brooklyn Latif. Yeah, yeah, both of you. It's fine. Uh, Djibouti. Ah. <laughs> and uh, Equatorial Guinea, except for one plane by Siba Intercontinental. <laughs> Again, probably the president's plane. I want to go there. <laughs> the Equatorial Guinea. Yeah. 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 Hmm? Are you going there, Phil? I really want to. It just sounds like a place that would be good to visit. To visit. I'd say it'd be nice. It's by the equator, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's in the name. It tells you. So if, uh, like ourselves, sponsored by Visit Rwanda, if Visit yeah. Equatorial Guinea want to sponsor us, we'll send Phil over. Yeah. And to again, do a, a few holiday snaps for Twitter yeah. or whatever. And they're prime for a coup as well, so that could yeah, um, yeah. that could work with our with our one of our later episodes. Um, Eritrea. So, oh. They, yeah. So that's but they're really, they don't. They don't really fly mo uh, to most areas. I think they fly to Mecca, and that's about it. I didn't even know that was still a country. I assumed someone had taken that over by now. No, no, they're they're all right. They're flying it. They're um, they're a one party country, yeah. and basically, <laughs> not many people are allowed in or out, <laughs> or vote. So, but I, I have watched their TV channel on YouTube a few times, and uh, it's good patriotic yeah. stuff. Lots of uh, lots of uh, brass band music and things like that, and yes, that's when you know it's good TV. Mm. Uh, Iran, unsurprisingly, yeah. that's again more political. Yeah, I'm sure one, airlines are yeah one airline, uh, Iran Asaman Airlines, are allowed. Yeah. I think they might fly to Frankfurt once a week or something like that. I'm um, assuming, assuming being a neutral country, Swiss Air fly to most of these places. Yeah. I think generally, I think actually the a country that probably flies to most of these countries is Turkish Airlines or Ethiopian Airlines. Mm. They seem oh, to yeah. be two airlines that decide to take a bit of a risk. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you fly to Istanbul and from Istanbul, then you can fly to South Sudan or something. We've had films screening on in Ethiopian Airlines. Yeah, that's true. Very true, actually. You know, but so we never got you never got free tickets out of it. No, sadly not. Sadly not. Yeah. Disappointing. I, I, would like to go, their, I would like to go to Addis Ababa. I think that was on their Dublin to LA route. Oh, yes. Because yeah. Moengwe has a satellite system. Yeah. And his parents are away for the week. <laughs> Iraq, uh, apart from Iraqi Airways, is also banned. Oh. Yeah. Kyrgyzstan. Uh, one of the worst stands, though, to be fair. To be fair, it barely even has a vowel. Yeah. Oh, it's Liberia. Oh, Liberia, yeah. How does George Way get in and out? He must go air France or something. Yeah. Oh, maybe. He might walk it. <laughs> walk it. That's a long walk. <laughs> or is do he not the president there or something? Across the Sahara. Yeah, he is too, I think. He is the president. Uh, he was running for president, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Might do a Dennis Park on it. He might just go by boat. <laughs> It's a long way by boat. <laughs> it's a long way up as well. Uh, Libya. Ah. Uh -huh. Again, I think that's more because probably if you try and take off there, you get shot down. It's a, um, probably. Good luck. You mightn't. Uh, Moldova, which is close to home. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit of a weird one. I know that there are some flights that do fly to Moldova from Dublin. Yeah. So Air Moldova are all right. Fly one and Aero Transcargo, mm -hmm. but every other airline in Moldova. Yeah, didn't, didn't they win the Eurovision about 10 years ago, 12 years ago? Maybe, yeah. Mm -hmm. With some guy with a saxophone. Uh, Nepal. 
Wasn't our buddy Chris there a few years back? Oh yeah. I think he flew Turkish Airlines. Yeah. They did, they did, because they got stranded in Turkey when I there was some commotion or terrorist attack in the airport in Istanbul, I can't remember. Or yeah, an earthquake or something. Yeah. Something happened on their way back. Uh, so, and like Nepal, that'd be hard. Well, I suppose like a lot of the Nepalese airlines would be basically just propeller planes going into the, the mountains. Yeah, I, I can't imagine flying over the Himalayas is fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that there's one air, there's one airline or airport in Nepal which is basically the side of a mountain. <laughs> what could go <laughs> so, wrong? Yeah. So basically, you have to land, and there's basically it's a, it's about five hundred meters, and you're like a sheer rock face. <laughs> and when you're taking off, basically, it just there's a cliff at the end of the runway. So yeah. if you don't, if the, if the airline doesn't, or if the air, airplane doesn't make it, you're basically screwed. <sighs> but a lot of people do it. Uh, yeah. Another one that's uh, kind of unsurprising is Nigeria. Oh. A lot of their airlines yeah, are not the best for the old uh, for the old maintenance and things. And plus, yeah. plus, they fly planes from like 1968 over there as well. That's probably yeah. not good. Yeah. Yeah. They have one airline that's allowed in the EU, and that's Medview Airline. Uh, good luck, Jonathan. Probably owns them. Or whoever their president is these days. He's long gone, I imagine. He's, I, I think he is gone. He's probably spilling oil in the uh, wooden smoke Medi- or something. <laughs> <laughs> so Nigerian Airlines do, don't even get in there, but I think they might have been sold off. Uh, uh, Sao Tome and Principe, which I'm not entirely sure where that is. I know it's in Africa somewhere. It's a couple of islands. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so, so, Sierra Leone. Ah. They can't fly into the EU. No. Uh, Suriname. Blue Wing Airlines. It's probably is that is that um, a popular uh, holiday place for Dutch people? I imagine it must be decent enough. Well, they do speak Dutch there. I know that, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And half the Dutch team are Come probably from there. From there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Originally, or came from there at some stage anyway. But yeah, I can't imagine it's. It must be nice. I've not been there, but I mean, it's in a nice part of the world where I imagine there's yeah. nice beaches and things. Paramaribo is the capital of Suriname. That's what I, that's all I know. Uh, Turkmenistan, except for Turkmenistan Airlines. Oh. Venezuela, apparently from that. Avior Airlines. Yeah, is that an American uh, thing? Do you think? Yeah, I would say so. And finally, Zimbabwe, except for Air Zimbabwe. Oh. But then yeah, the that's a weird one because Zimbabwe you think in Zimbabwe is probably the, the, the flights probably cost about 10 billion pounds that's it <laughs> yeah. three quid then the next day and then, then 40 yeah. million the day after that <laughs> how long ago was that their money started to go nuts for about a month where that was about 15 years ago yeah there was like suddenly like a price of bread was the equivalent of like 4,000 euro yeah, <laughs> which is not good if you have your savings. No, it's probably in the dollars. And I do, sadly. <laughs> but you know, it's it's due to rebound any day now, surely. Yeah, you're biding your time. Yeah, I'm playing the long game with Zimbabwe. <laughs> uh, there's um, North Korea are banned as well, uh, Air Corio. Oh. But they're allowed two aircraft, which are Tupolev uh, Tu-204s, but they don't fly to Europe anyway. They used to fly to Berlin, but they don't bother anymore. 
Yeah, I yeah. heard there was talk of them trying to bring the war to an end from uh, the sister. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, she she yeah she's the real power behind the throne. Yeah, it seems like the, she was. You know, maybe we should end this war that's been going on for seventy odd years. Yeah, I was kind of hoping I could kind of crack onto her, maybe. Yeah, yeah, she's so Yeah, yeah. And why not? There's six lane highways. Yeah, I'd happily do it. You're all invited, Pyongyang, then. Nice. The holidays. Nice, nice. And uh, some good news for Indonesia. All uh, their their all their airlines were uh, lifted from the ban in 2018. Yes. Do you like Indonesian food? So that's good news. Mm. Again, yeah. I assume that's how it comes into Europe, and not by you know, Indonesian people who live in Europe making the food themselves in their restaurants. It's all flown in directly, you think, is it? <laughs> I like to think of it that way, like your man in Iran, when he used to get his lunches flown by Concorde from Paris before they <laughs> came to the I like to think that's where my food comes from, that it's flown in from these countries just for me. Another story I've heard is that um, Marty Pello from Wet, Wet, Wet yeah. once ordered a... Uh, um, a curry from his favorite Indian restaurant in Glasgow and got it flown over to New York where he was. Nuts. I but thought you were going to say it's time from flying in Europe. It's sitting there for five, five hours, like six hours. It's not going to yeah. be that nice. I wouldn't have thought so. It's surely not worth it. Yeah. I did read a story recently about a woman who she lives in London, she's studying or something. Um, and she really missed her cat from home in the States. And her parents, who were loaded, had the cat flown over by private jet to London what? to visit with her. So you had a crew of however many people there are in a private jet and just one cat sitting on the seats being flown over to London. With full whisker service by the steward. I, I, I'd hope so. I definitely would think that they allowed it out on the seats and around the plane while it was flying and didn't lob it in a cat carrier in the hold. You'd hope so, yeah. I like to think so. In the cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What could go wrong with a cat loose in a cockpit? It's <laughs> <laughs> an episode of air crash investigation. It wouldn't be far off. <laughs> there is there is one episode of air crash investigation, which of course I'm yeah. a huge fan of. Um, yeah. And you are as well, Steve, which is scary. I really like it, yeah. It, it doesn't really help you with your... No, no. Well, it a little bit. Because God, did those things happening twice are pretty rare. And exactly, and all the episodes end with how they've mitigated everything and yeah, yeah, yeah. it works better. Um, I'm like I'm the type who'd watch it at three in the morning before a flight. Yeah, yeah. For entertainment Just purposes. Get you going, yeah. <laughs> yeah get me going for the flight. <laughs> for the flight, yeah. Um, I saw an episode recently of it. It's an old episode, but it was way back when like commercial aviation first became like reasonable in the States and yeah. it was two planes had a mid-air collision because there was no talking to each other or towers or anything and they were oh, both yeah, trying to give yeah. their, their passengers a view of the Grand Canyon <laughs> at the same time they, they had like checking points along the way yeah is that the yeah, yeah they had like yeah. giant uh, giant arrows as well on the ground yeah but other than that it was like a free-for-all in the sky I don't know how it didn't happen more often, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> That's pure safety right there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah, you want to avoid all those airlines anyway. That's probably for the best. Um, yeah. 
But I mean, it doesn't doesn't stop you from going to these air to these um, countries because generally there'll be other airlines that will fly. British Airways fly to a lot of dodgy places. And... I imagine so. And like I said, Turkish airlines do, and Ethiopians seem to fly everywhere. Yeah, it reminds me of that night uh, when I was uh, really drunk and I got home and yeah. I was in bed and I was tweeting uh, the tourism board of of Somaliland. Yeah, the breaking Republic of Somalia, telling that I was going there on holidays, and they were delighted. Yeah, I like to think that you had a whole village or something out with a welcome Adam banner, and then you never showed up. And I never showed and up. Now they curse you. Yeah, and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, they talk I'd be about that if, I, if I ended up going through the security there, they were like, yeah. "Hey, you're supposed to be here five years ago." Yes, they killed the people. They they chucked out the Irish embassy is now gone from Somaliland. <laughs> you're Adam McCarthy the third. <laughs> yeah. They haven't blocked you on Twitter, I hope. I, I don't think that their account exists anymore, which is unfortunate. Maybe well, they're really they... hoping on my yeah. money. They're really counting yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe the, at least the country still exists anyway. So. Well, that, that's not really recognised by any other countries. <laughs> yeah. Which probably would have been a bit, bit of an issue for me for my holidays. But <laughs> look, I wish them the best. That's it. You did, and you will visit one day. I will once, yeah, once they're recognised. Once, once, yeah, and once Angolan Airlines flies there again. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I have a few bits and pieces here before we talk about um, some of the mad flights and things that we're yeah. going to talk yeah. about. And these are just things that have happened on planes that come from people who work on planes. Okay. And this is from someone called Farida Boland, who was a flight attendant. Is also a founder of some website, holidaypromoco.com. May may not exist anymore. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, she was on a um, and if they do, they can sponsor the show as well if they want. Yeah, they're more than welcome. Yeah. Um she heard a baby cry and couldn't figure out where the sound was coming from. The cries were kind of muffled, so the sound seemed to be coming from nowhere in particular. And then she realized it was coming from one of the overhead luggage bins. Turned out one of the passengers had managed to store her baby snug in its bassinet into the overhead bin without anyone seeing. And believe it or not, she explained, this wasn't a sign of the woman, that the woman was a, a bad mother. Rather, in some cultures, it isn't uncommon for first-time flyers to be under the impression that the overhead bin isn't just a place to store carry-on luggage, but also a perfectly cozy sleeping cove for a newborn or infant baby. Yeah, it works perfectly. And they definitely don't mourn you things in the overhead compartment might move about during flight. Well, it only slide around a bit on takeoff and landing. Yeah. yeah. So they're fine. <laughs> they'll probably send it to sleep. Yeah. Moment. Yeah. This is like a vision into my future here about this old lady. And uh, the, they were in the middle of boarding a plane. An old lady came up to the flight attendant in a panic, realizing she'd left her teeth in the bathroom in the airport. <laughs> uh, she was really upset because it was Thanksgiving. She was visiting her family and she needed her teeth to eat. So the flight attendant spent 10 minutes talking to the captain and to the people at the gate to try and locate her teeth. They're eventually found, but the plane had to leave, so they had to FedEx her teeth. For... I hope it was before Thanksgiving dinner, because that would be yeah. everyone else enjoying their turkey, and there mm. she is. Yeah, liquidizing it in the corner. Yeah, liquidizing it. Mm. Um, this one then says, a grown man dressed as an elf walked onto an aircraft mm -hmm. and showed us his boarding pass like everything was normal. He was a tall man, probably in his 60s, or even as, as old as his 80s. He was pretty drunk. But he wasn't being offensive to anyone. They just weren't going to serve him any more alcohol. They couldn't ask him to leave the plane because he wasn't really doing anything wrong. He was just drunk yeah, getting on. Yeah. And he wasn't harassing anyone or anything. Um, but the other passengers were kind of looking at them for, 
for reactions. And this person says they could barely look at him without laughing. He was just sitting in the end seat dressed as an elf. Everyone else was dressed normally. And the weird thing is, it wasn't close to Christmas. It was early October. A Halloween costume. Yeah, in early October. <laughs> <laughs> He's just really like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was a real elf. He should have hauled up a sign that been. said like 90 He's days. He's on his holidays before the rush. He should have had, <laughs> yeah, yeah. had a big sign that said 30 days to Christmas or whatever mm. it was. Yeah. 45 days to Christmas. He's just peeping out. But like, again, like... Keep, keep has, reminding people that Christmas is coming. But see, yeah. you, have your, you have your Christmas tree up usually all year round. Usually. Usually. I take it down for filming a few months ago, sadly, for the first time in two and a half years. <laughs> oh. I know. It'll be going back up soon enough. <laughs> I mean, it's bad when you have to dust your Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sign that's been up too long, I think. Yeah. But it's lovely yeah. to have a bit of greenery in the house. I always say that's oh, it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. This is another person. They said they were on one of those small prop planes on a very short flight, the ones I was talking about earlier, uh, where you can see into the cockpit. And they said, I just about had a heart attack when mid-flight the co-pilot rolled down his window with wild visions of action movie sequences where people get sucked out of the plane flashed from my head. The co-pilot calmly used the breeze to sweep back and fix his hair before rolling the window back up. And they're saying, I guess in unpressurized propeller planes, you can roll down the windows with no ill effects. Yeah. <laughs> Is it under 15,000 feet or something yeah, like he that? Did, he did later try that on a Boeing 777. No, no. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know. Can you roll down those windows mid-flight in the cockpit? <laughs> no, you can in those propeller planes, but definitely not in the bigger jets. Yeah. Here's one a story about a, a frequent flyer. Uh, a woman was flying from Seattle to San Francisco. Unexpectedly, the plane was diverted to Sacramento along the way. Uh, the flight attendant explained that there would be a delay, and if the passengers wanted to get off the aircraft, reboarding would commence in about 50 minutes or so. Everybody got off the plane except one lady who was uh, blind. Um, this person said they noticed that the lady was blind because she had a guide dog that laid quietly by her feet throughout the flight. He could also tell she'd flown before because the pilot approached her and called her by name. Pilot said, Kathy, we're in San Francisco for almost an hour. Would you like to get off and stretch your legs? Blind lady said, no, thanks. Maybe Buddy would like to stretch his legs. All the people in the gate area came to a complete standstill when they looked up and saw the pilot walk off the plane with a guide dog for the blind. And even worse, he was wearing <laughs> <laughs> well, those planes fly themselves, really. So, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, he should have got, really got a loan for a stick as well and sunglasses. That would have been that would have been brilliant. <laughs> so, other things uh, about, I suppose we could talk about air age. That was um, a big thing for a long time, and it's kind of getting big again now with people giving a yeah out about kind of masks and stuff like that. But there, yeah, are, yeah. there have been a few like famous people who have been uh, caught for uh, air rage and some of them ended up in jail. So yeah. Peter Buck from RM was a famous one. Yeah. Uh, I think he was flying to London. And I know he on antibiotics or something and he, dr and he started drinking. Yeah. The classic up, pill and alcohol combination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he ended up... Uh, he ended up... Uh, I don't think he assaulted a steward or steward or stewardess, yeah. but he wasn't far off it. I think he was, yeah, kind of. I think he put his arm out to kind of push her away or something like that. Yeah. So he got him. Um, and I, all, all I really remember from that story was like him and Michael Stipe outside the 
it's outside the police station in yeah. Heston. Uh, this really suburban police station. A lot of a lot of media around kind of saying, "Oh, it didn't really have to be like this," and we're sorry to the stewardess and all that. And yeah. uh, Ian Brown was uh, jailed for about four months, I think. Ian Brown at the Stone Roses. Yeah. What did he, he do? Hijacked yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. He was accused of assaulting a stewardess. Ah, uh, well. And I think he he might have pushed her. I think. Uh, yeah. And yeah, he ended up in jail for four months, which is uh, mad. Pretty severe. That is pretty. But that, I think that was the time when and there was a lot of it happening and it was really in the media a lot. So generally, sometimes yeah. the judges will make an example. Yeah. They will. Exactly. Uh, and who else was there? I think the Dolores. Well, I just saw a story about the lad. Who? Bam, Bam, Bam Margra. Oh, oh yeah, well, that's not surprising. Yeah. yeah. He was led away in handcuffs. <laughs> yeah. He's these days, really, he's pretty messed up, so yeah, that wouldn't be too surprising. Yeah. These days, yeah. all you hear is stories of people being duct taped to seats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that seems to be the new thing. That's the new Which thing. Which I'm yeah. sure that's going to go I'm wrong worried. at some stage. Like, as, someone like who's an, yeah, as someone who's a nervous flyer, I'm wondering why airlines need so much duct tape on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to close the window in the cockpit. Yeah, they might have smooth back his hair before they land. They open the yeah. window. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dolores O'Riordan from the Cranberries. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, she she had a bit of a an episode on an Aer Lingus flight into Shannon, I think it was, and I think she did hit a stewardess. But um, so there's lots like, and I, I, I think of... why it happens, I think, well. Drink is always a major issue. There seems to be drink involved. It's I'm sure I don't know is it like the difference in air pressure that yeah, people get drunker quicker or something. Yeah, they do. I think definitely. Yeah, I have to say in all the and also seen, you have to think you know like it's one. I've never seen an unruly passenger on any of the flights I've been on. Oh, really? I did yeah. once. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, but you know, that's just the way it is. Look, I guess I did once, but they they, they didn't turn into fisticuffs or anything. That's but yeah, yeah. yeah. he was just a bit belligerent. Yeah, um, and I suppose another thing that doesn't help is when you're you know when certain people are waiting uh, uh, airside for their flight. You know, yeah, when you're waiting like three hours, and of yeah. course they have a lovely big bar in every airport. Yeah, people do get grumpy. Plus, it's like this need. Then my flight there is at 8 a.m. I'm gonna have a drink at 7 a.m. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, yeah. Why that's yeah. For some thing. reason airports seem to be uh, any of the social rules around drinking don't seem to exist in the airports. <laughs> yeah. But personally, I, I wouldn't fancy a pint at seven Yeah, and I a nice Murphy's now at seven o'clock in the morning. An alcohol bang on American flights at the yeah. at the moment. Yeah. 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 Well a lot of, I think a lot of airlines at the moment, they've banned all sorts of um, all sorts of services. I, I hate. I know, I know they, 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 yeah, they've calmed down a bit, but uh, especially during the COVID, they, they weren't handing out anything. Yeah, I'd, I'd hate to be on a long flight. I could see a fight halfway through it, halfway. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Which was pretty pretty wild. Um, as well as that, like when you're talking about fights, Phil, we might as well ask you about it. it was on the news all <laughs> over the place last week because as our regular listeners will know you're a big wrestling fan. Yeah. And they had an episode of uh, 
What, what's it called again? Dark, dark side, side of the ring. Yeah, dark side of the ring. Where a lot of a lot of wrestlers did not come out in a good light. Yeah. Um, Give us the background, Phil. What happened on this flight? The background is they went to the UK for a tour, and when they were coming back, they got on the plane and they were supposedly, from what I heard, they were waiting six hours before it took off, and I don't know why they even were staying on the plane in the first place. They should have removed them. Um, so and they were just drinking. In that six hours, I think they said they went through two carts of alcohol. <laughs> um, but the there's a weird story about it because people said Vince McMahon was on the plane. Yeah, he wasn't though. Uh, well, I I don't know because there's controversy about that one. Someone said he was. Someone said he wasn't. But the thing is, if he was on it, like surely none of this would have happened. What I find yeah, imagine so. What I found suspicious about the whole flight, yeah. and I wouldn't know as much as you, obviously, only I, I did watch the episode, yeah. is you had the likes of Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Rock, people like yeah. that, yeah. you know, that people really know and love. Yeah. Like, if they were on the plane, if they weren't up to something, they also weren't doing anything to help. Yeah. Like, it, exactly. it seems like there's, there's, it was only these people doing stuff. Everyone yeah. else was yeah. really and, good. And the thing as well, they use, like, Kurt Henning and Scott Hall's past as scapegoats. Yeah. scapegoats. Yeah. Well, poor old Scott Hall. Well, go on, tell us, tell us what happened, Phil, though. Um, I suppose there was so much shit that went down. The lads got so drunk that I suppose Ric Flair exposed himself to, to the stewardesses. The stewardesses. X-Pac cut off Michael Hayes' ponytail. <laughs> Bradshaw knocked out Michael Hayes. <laughs> and wasn't there like a, a, like a wrestling match yeah, on the Brock, plane Brock in the air. Brock Lesnar and Kurt Henning almost fell out the door. Well, when I say almost fell out the door, they hit the door. And Vince McMahon apparently had a fight with Kurt Angle on the flight as well. Now, people are saying that was another flight. Yeah, See, that's where there's conflicting stories. But Goldust as well, like I think you were saying, Adam, he's like your man in The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, uh, he went done. He he got a hold of the the stewards' PA, so he started singing a song to his ex-wife, who was also on the plane. Yeah, and the so thing it is, was very much like Kirk Van Houten in a <laughs> "Can I Borrow a Feeling." She wanted to tell it. She wanted to say a lot of stories, but people kept telling her, "Don't sell it." Yeah, but she could always have a book. You never yeah, know. Yeah. But the thing is, like, there's so much stuff that went down in it. Like a lot of them should have been fired. Yeah. Now, we, we'll say for people who don't know about this, this wasn't a commercial flight. Oh. They chartered a plane. It was yeah, just yeah. wrestling on yeah. the plane. It yeah. wasn't like there was ordinary passengers on the plane as well. But I would have been, I would have been taking money yeah. for the fights. Yeah. The thing about it is, why, why was it? I'd love to know why it was grounded so long that they weren't removed. Uh, sometimes yeah. there might be technical issues with the plane oh. or... Um, Six hours seems a really long time to be like drinking on a plane. They, they could be trying to fix something in the engine, or they don't usually allow you to drink on the plane when you're waiting. I suppose uh, no, they usually don't all... make you wait on the plane for six hours. Yeah, and also there's a story about Brock Lesnar exposed himself to Goldust's wife as well. Not on the plane though. Well, as far as we know, we don't know. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> but uh, just speaking of wrestling and other kind of plane rights, yeah. um, they were kind of held hostage in Saudi Arabia. 
in 2018. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was they, they went over for some show in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And, and then, well, the story, the story, which it could be, it could be false, but apparently there was some uh, disagreement about pay, uh, pay or something like that. Yeah. And they hadn't agreed. And basically, when they tried to take off the Saudi, the Saudi Arabians basically stopped them from taking off. Yeah. yeah. Like, and apparently there was a big payoff recently about this case. So I don't know, will we ever yeah. know the full truth about it? Probably it. not, but I do remember the pictures of all the rescuers kind of like standing on the tarmac behind the plane going, we don't know but what's miss, happening. Sure, they missed Smackdown at the time. They missed A lot of them missed, yeah, they missed uh, shows didn't they, in, in America yeah. afterwards. Yeah, it was crazy. It wouldn't be fun, it's not one place I'd like to be stuck. No, no definitely not. But definitely apparently, not. apparently, after the second match, Vince McMahon and his crew legged it because <laughs> they knew that they were going to get stuck. Oh, they had they, they, they decided the fact that they got they had yeah their own uh, private flight yeah well, an awful lot happens on flights with sports teams and things as well that we never hear about yeah. well any charter flights you'll never hear about it yeah yeah I say there's an awful lot goes and down it's a, it's a thing these days especially with footballers is that they they get paid so much money these days yeah that they can basically afford so a lot a lot of footballers and uh, things and rich people even they don't actually own the planes that they fly on. But yeah. what they'll do is they'll hire it like like an Uber or something. Yeah, it'll yeah. be an app, and they'll say, "Oh, I want to fly from here to here at this time." Yeah, and yeah. then they'll come back with like results of companies kind of quoting them. So I mean, footballers these days, if they're going on holidays, even if they only go to Spain, they'll take yeah. a private jet. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I say a lot happens too with American sports. Like not too many stories come out, but I say a lot where you've like basketball and baseball players, especially who are constantly flying all over the country. Yeah, yeah. I'd say there's a lot of stuff there that just will never come out. Like you said, part of the deal with chartering a plane is is that that they do keep things quiet because yeah. otherwise yeah. others won't hire them. Yeah, exactly. But apparently the girl that I was talking out actually got paid off. Um, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Obviously yeah. that's that that's gone now. However yeah. long that was. And also as well, it came out recently that she was apparently a jewel thief. <laughs> well, look, they didn't pay her enough. Allegedly. Yeah, in a duty. Yeah, our lawyers that we don't have will be onto us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Just, just Here I'd say, just the stories I'd imagine back in the eighties and all this stuff on flights like this would be insane. Oh, crazy! I'd imagine, absolutely nuts. I have some horoscopes here for us as well that we can go into. Good. And then we have a uh, we had one person message us about a, a dodgy incident with them on in an airport, so we can talk about that as well. But I'll go through oh, yeah, these quickly. Um, Aries, it says your dyslexia finally comes to the rescue as people are too polite to tell you how bad your spelling is, leading to an amazing score in Scrabble. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Sagittarius, at the end of the day, it is only you who can make yourself feel bad. That said, an awful lot of people are going to give it a go this week. <laughs> tourists you've often been accused of just jumping on the bandwagon such as your need to be on the winning side but so, but deciding to suddenly start cheering for heart disease is a new law even for you <laughs> Gemini I wouldn't describe next week as your best week ever worst would be more a word we would go for <laughs> oh dear 
cancer. Is there a new love around the corner for you? Well, we looked. There isn't. No. So there you go. Leo, having an award for built for a Having an award or a building named after you, rather, is a great honour. Though I guess having a new horribly painful and debilitating illness named after you is kind of cool as well. Mm. <laughs> Capricorn, uh, we applaud your solo efforts and the work you have put in, but we think what your love life now needs is a woman's touch. <laughs> hey, that, I, I'm Capricorn, and that is bang on the money. They would say they're, they're true. Uh, Aquarius, your attempt to solve a complex math problem this week surprisingly leads to a triple leg fracture. Pisces. Uh, Pisces, you will struggle to sleep next week as your mind ponders the big questions of the universe. Although, to be fair, it is mostly trying to decide who had the best professional wrestling haircut that is keeping you away. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Bill? Best wrestling haircut of all time? Uh, no, what's your man with the mullet? Uh, the Barry Horowitz. Barry Horowitz. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Brutus the Barber. <laughs> Libra, you give new meaning to a beautiful bouncing baby when due to health cutbacks, you are forced to have your baby delivered in a bouncy castle. <laughs> I'd say we're not far off that, the way the health service is going on. Anyway, Scorpio, you will soon end up relying on drugs just to make it through the day. Don't worry, though. It isn't a habit or anything. It's more medical orders to try and give you another six months. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Virgo, you're in for a big change when from next Tuesday on, your life will be described in two parts. What happened before the incident next Tuesday and what your life is like since the incident. Oh, my God. These are fairly dark ones this, yeah. this week. And uh, that's it. That's all. That's all of them. Oh. So yeah. let's, uh, let's go on to um, a listener's story. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try and get this right. So I'm going to read this from my phone. Yeah, don't, um, do, don't do me on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for those who don't know, Phil is brilliant at leaving out the key detail in a sentence. Yeah, always. It just changed the meaning enough that it's so... <laughs> way more horrific than it actually is. <laughs> An example you could give is, um, I might say something like, oh, Tom was murder last night. <laughs> and his, he would be telling that to someone. He'd be, Steve said he murdered someone in town last night. <laughs> it's just a little tweak to the sentence and the meaning like that. I was once told that my camera work was, uh, was it dirty or something? <laughs> <laughs> no. You, you were using a really old camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone was saying, oh, it must be rough using a camera like that. <laughs> and Phil Totti said, said my camera work was rough. <laughs> and he was getting odd. Yeah. There you go. And this was from Emmett, who was on our show before. So people will remember Emmett from uh, the Beatles, I think we were talking about. Yeah, with Emmett. Yeah. Um, he was kept for two hours in LAX because it was his first time in the States and they wouldn't let and text the person who was collecting, who was coming to collect him, or make an announcement over the intercom on my behalf in case they would be potentially alerting an accomplice. <laughs> oh dear. But well, well, if anyone's seen Emmett's passport photo, they know. Yeah, they know, right. yeah, they know <laughs> he does right. look fairly dodgy. <laughs> well, yeah, his first trip to America to LAX, meet a guy um, that he knows who works for Disney, who 
he had no way of communicating with other than this is when my flight was getting in and he was held for two hours um, to be interrogated before mm -hmm. they finally did let him in. Yeah, that's, um, that's American immigration for you. Yeah. They, they do tend to, they yeah. do tend to take things extra serious. Yeah, they do. One thing I've, never, I'll, I, one thing I'll always say is never make a silly joke. No, <laughs> they do. No. They do not like it. Oh, don't really you did do one on Twitter a few times. Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> well, like, that just proves that they don't really check Twitter. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah like, I mean, you, you, have, you, did, you did tweet the CIA when I was in the air once. Yeah, well. <laughs> Saying there was a risk on board. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I just used code words and wondered would they pick up on it. <laughs> uh, it was something like I hope that package makes <laughs> the wedding safely <laughs> and I was followed for my entire holiday that time I do remember there was cars following me everywhere yeah I've had a few good chats with security officers in the states um, it does help that I had a visa I suppose um, that, that kind of helps True. Uh, but yeah just chatting about bits and pieces and bits and bobs because nobody takes time to get to know them, I feel. You know, and what their likes and dislikes. I know. No one asks, <laughs> how are you? Yeah, nobody ever Where asks them questions about how dare <laughs> they is and what they're doing in the city. <laughs> so, I do remember I was flying into... Next time you're flying into America, try and ask the TSA officer how their day is going. How uh, their day is going. Yeah, and why are they, you know, how they find living in this city. You know. And just make sure to look over your shoulder multiple times and have your leg shaking at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we'll, we'll finish it there. Thanks, yeah. Phil, for coming along. Yeah. Here's Phil. And uh, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks, I imagine, and we'll try and find yeah. some sort of a guest. Yeah. I have a couple and, of people uh, in mind. Cool. And we might try and get catharsis, catharsis back if we can find the Chuckle Brothers. The Chuckle Brothers. There's only one left. Well, there's only one of them now, Phil, unfortunately. But we could, we probably could get him on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say 30 quid, like. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone wants to sponsor that, because we don't have 30 quid. No, we don't. You can probably tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Uh, but yeah, catharsis would be good. That would be a real throwback to the old days. Yeah, so I'll see if I can uh, get in touch with her and uh, see if she's up for it. Good stuff. She may, she may have matured and moved on, unlike us, but there we go. Unlike us. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks to everyone for yeah. uh, tuning in and uh, thanks again to Steve and Phil and we will be back very soon. Good luck. <laughs>